Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Friday. It is October 8th already. Didn't we just start October? It's Friday, so we are going to begin with another prayer from Hughes Oliphant Old, a prayer for illumination. Let us pray. O pure, bright source of light, eternal God of truth and right, by your Spirit dwell within us, by your Spirit let us dwell in you. Pour out on us the quiet purity to hear, the calm purity to understand, the strong purity to act, according to your most holy word. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So, we are in 1 Corinthians 13 today. Most uh, most of us have heard this passage many times. We know it very well. It's one of the more famous chapters of the Bible. It is the chapter talking about love. Hear the word of the Lord. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. As I said, this passage is very well known, so much so, I come to it and I wonder what to say. I, it's very clear. We've heard it before. Uh, sometimes just stopping and meditating on what the text says when we know it and we can let it ruminate within us is is a really good thing to do. But then the video is too short or I just have to stand here and stare at the camera. So I am actually going to make some comments. You know, this passage talks about these things that love is greater than. And it's all these things from the previous chapter. It's so important that we understand that, you know, Paul talks about if I speak in tongues uh, or if I have prophetic powers, understand all mysteries, if, if I can do all that, then... But, not, but I don't love, then, then what's the point? And, and that's really what we see here as chapter 12, verse 31 ended. What did it say? And I will show you still a more excellent way. He's saying, hey, you can have all these things that you desire and all these things that you're claiming to have and, and all these things that you are doing. But if you don't love one another, what's, what's the point? And so love is the more excellent way. And so Paul talks about these things. If I have all of it, if I have all this stuff, but if I, we don't love one another, 
then then what difference does it make? I am nothing. And notice the contrast that he uses here, right? He uses the high of, if I have everything, but if I don't have love, then I have nothing, right? He's going between these two poles of having it all and having nothing. And that's what we are supposed to see here, that that the, that no matter how high we think the highs are, if we don't have love, we are at the low. And so Paul comes to verse 4 and he says, love is patient He's and it's kind. He's telling us what love looks like. It doesn't envy or boast. Well, what does it seem maybe some of the problems in the Corinthian church are? Envy, boasting, okay? Arrogance, maybe being rude. You know, he's saying, you know, love is patient and kind. It doesn't do these things. It doesn't insist on its own way. So Corinthian church, perhaps you shouldn't insist on your own way. Instead, uh, you should consider the most important thing to be loving one another. It says it doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. So it's not celebrating sin. But what happens? It rejoices in the truth. And so love bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, and endures all things. Love is going to last. Love is going to last. Paul wants us to understand that, in fact, the beginning of verse 8, love never ends. And he says that some of these other stuff, it, all these, some of these other things are going to pass away. And then he gets to this idea that when he was a child, he behaved a certain way, but, but he matured. He reasoned like a child. Um, he, he was a man. He gave up childish ways when he became a man. And so now he wants people to understand that when we love one another, that is what we are to be doing to reflect the love of God because God has first loved us, right? Now, this doesn't mean that we don't take concern with other types of things. You know, Paul has talked about some sinful issues, right, in the church here. And he's not saying, oh, that doesn't matter. Just love one another. What he's saying is we can't be loving one another and then at the same time, Being envious, boasting, being arrogant, being rude. We don't want to do those things. Truth is important, but we do not hold that above loving one another. We the the arrogance part of it. Obviously, we want to make sure that the that the things of God are stood up for. We don't let someone teach false teaching and just say, "Oh, we're going to let them teach about Christ in an incorrect way," uh, because we want to love them. That that's not what is happening here. He wants people to say, hey, we are going to make sure that we love one another. We're going to stand for the truth, but we are going to love one another because love is what lasts. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things, and it never ends. And so Paul comes down to the end of this passage that we have today, and he says, so now faith, hope, and love abide. These all things exist. We have faith, we have hope, and we have love. But he wants us to understand that the greatest of these things is love. He wants us to love one another. And so as we think about this passage, do we stop and think about what it means to love our brothers and sisters in Christ? Do we stop and think about how we can love? Or are we more concerned with our own things? I think in our culture, it is so easy for us to be basically concerned about nothing but ourselves. Um, it's easy to um, be envious or boastful and, and do these kind of things. It's easy for us to be irritable and resentful. It, it, it's easy for us to do all of these selfish things. But do we love one another? That is where our desire is to be. 
And the beauty of it is you and I have a fantastic opportunity every day to love others. We have the opportunity to care for others. We have the opportunity to step out into the world and care for the people that we come into contact with. And so may we remember this passage today and and every day, obviously, and look for those opportunities to love people. Because as we see here, Paul says, the greatest of these is love. So may we seek out opportunities to show this great thing that God has blessed us with. Let us go to prayer. God of mercy, we know that without love, we are nothing. Grant that we would be filled with a love from your Holy Spirit for one another. May we love in such a way that people know that we are modeling our lives in the sacrificial love that you have first shown to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we pray for your church. You've called out a people for yourself, a people that is not defined by ethnicity or other human identity markers, and we praise you that there are those from every tribe, tongue, and nation in your family. We pray that by your word and spirit, you would embolden your church to faithfully proclaim the gospel of Christ and him crucified, that more people may hear and believe this good news. Strengthen your people to stand on your word as standards of faith and practice. And may we be witnesses to a lost and dying world of your mercy, grace, and love. And as we begin another day, we ask that we would continually be reminded that faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. Grant us opportunities to love one another and share the love of Christ in the interactions that we have today. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, have yourself a most excellent Friday and a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.